Yes, 141 uh, I was going to get there, but yes. Uh, this is Media Boat Podcast. This is episode 142. Ooh. It is also September the 26th, 2018, in case you were wondering what day it is. What day is it? And in case you're wondering what the Media Boat Podcast is, well, first of all, thank you for joining us if you haven't seen us before. If you have seen us before, you know we are your source for news about movies, television, video games, and music. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, but uh, in some order, um, and in um, 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 it's a good order. Of, yeah, it's a good order. Let's go with that. Yes, I don't. I was going to make a joke that. about ordering, but I couldn't think of one fast enough. Uh, you order yourself an app. Where are your easy and and, and, and yeah, entree? You get that dessert ready. Order in. Yeah, order. All Le- right, lean back because uh, DoorDash is out its way. Yes, something like that. <laughs> DoorDash of podcasts. Yeah. The DoorDash of podcasts. Speaking of DoorDash of podcasts. Uh, yeah, but I'm Matt. He's Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. He's rambling. I'm starving. I've ordered. Uh, food is on its way. Yeah. Hopefully. But until then, <laughs> let's get right into this thing and we start everything with slot number one. We always start with movies and we always start yes. movies. With the weekend box office. All right. Where are we at with the weekend box office? All right. So, we didn't make a prediction this week. Uh, but if we did, I don't know if we would have gotten this right. Because Probably not. Because your number one movie is Jack Black in The House with a Clock in Its Walls. The family film yeah. wins out. I don't think I would have called that. I mean, it makes some sense considering that we haven't had a family film in a while. We really haven't. Yeah. We, that season's been kind of yeah, is the Meg family friendly? Lapsed. Definitely <laughs> not. Uh, but yes, your family movie, The House with the Clock on Its Walls, it, in its walls, sorry, is the number one movie this week, making twenty six point six million dollars. It's a pretty penny. Not bad. Not bad. Not, it's not good, but it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, not terrible. Uh, coming in number two, A Simple Favor with ten million dollars. That's a rollover. The Nun also rolls right over at number three with $9.9 million, adding to its, uh, now it's uh, to hit $100 million, uh, domestic. Nice. Yeah. Well done, The Nun. Congratulations. Looks like you got nun. some. It's the a horror sun. movie, so you know that that thing made up its money. Yes, it's easily. also um, the Conjuring franchise, yeah. so that, that just adds just to making, that total. It's just making cash now. Um, the Predator is your number four movie with another $9 million. That by the way, has even failed to earn as much as the House of the Apocalypse Walls did in its first weekend. The Predator is only at $24.6 million domestic. So are we calling this Autobomb? Bomb, yes. The, 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 we're going to drive this down the Autobomb? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, driving, it's driving 88 <laughs> miles per hour, 88 kilometers per hour down the Autobomb right now. But yeah, uh, the Predator is guaranteed now a bomb. Um... Uh, and lastly, not a bomb by any means. Number five, Crazy Rich Asians. Still in, there. in the top five. Still in the top five with another $6 million to add to its impressive $159 million total. Domestically. That's not bad. I mean, that's not a movie that's going to do as well overseas, so that makes sense. But yeah, uh, yeah, 160 basically domestic is not bad for a movie with no special effects. 
No special <laughs> effects. No big name stars and a yeah. roughly thirty million dollar budget. You do not see that happen, and I'm glad it couldn't be happening to a, uh, 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 what sounds like a better movie. So that's good news. We have to say sounds like because we've yet to see. Yeah, it. we still haven't seen it. Uh, eventually, we will. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, get there. All right, that is it for the box office. Your upcoming week this uh, weekend releases. Uh, we have four movies, and all vary in audience. All right, varied audience. All right, first up, Hellfest. Now, this is the one of the four I actually don't know anything about. What is Hellfest? Uh, this is Carnival Gone Crazy. It's okay. your horror film. It's okay. a slasher film. Got it. It's goddamned people who are going to be damned by God. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> or at least someone claiming to be God. It's a Hellfest. Got it. It's, this Hellfest. is the first of your horror films. Yes. For the upcoming month. Uh, yeah, it's a get an early start on the October horror movie apocalypse that will happen all the way until Halloween. So that's exciting for people who like that kind of thing. Also in theaters, though, the opposite of a horror movie, um, another remake of Little Women. Yes, we say another remake. They've made a movie adaptation of Little Women several times. Uh, this is the newest attempt. Uh, I don't know anything about it. Otherwise. I think this one's Amy Poehler. Uh, produced. produced. Yeah, that sounds right. That's about all I know. Okay. But, it is, but it's Little, it's little women. women. You know what that is. It's a book. At this point. <laughs> I also think they're changing week, the story. Uh, also this week, the uh, uh, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish vehicle uh, uh, night school. The uh, give me a headache. Marketed like on. crazy right now. That Yeah, that looks like a headache. That does not look like a very good movie. I shouldn't need to tell you that. Well, what? It starts <laughs> Kevin Hart. There, there, yeah, there's your level there's of comedy. There's flag right there. Uh, but yeah, I bet that probably do pretty well. It's getting the marketing behind it. Both Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish are the two hot yeah, comedians they're right they're now. Big right now. So, so expect people to go see this. People will see it. And then expect no one to go see it. Yeah, maybe. And then lastly, if you have kids in your life, I'm sure you know that Smallfoot, that's the movie with the Yetis, uh, that is the movie with Zentaya as Michi. Yeah, uh, yes. uh, that is the movie... <laughs> Not no longer starring T.J. Miller. <laughs> no, no, he got replaced. But yes, Zendaya is Michi yes. in Abominable. Uh, uh, no, Smallfoot. Uh, it was called Abominable. Yeah, but now it's Smallfoot. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Smallfoot is in theaters this week. That is it for your this week's releases. Do you think the animated family film beats out the comedy, the adult comedy? No. No. I think Night School is your number one movie next week. That's my prediction. Hmm. I'm gonna go against you on that. You're gonna be contrary. You're gonna go with the horror movie. No, I'm gonna go with you know, Smallfoot. Smallfoot. All right. Okay. Sure. I said family, family, animated film wins out the weekend. Maybe. Hey, maybe this viral marketing of this dude <laughs> singing about Zendaya being Michi. Maybe that'll do some work uh, on behalf of the movie. On behalf we'll of the see. movie, I hope you win. <laughs> All right. I hope LeBron James gets the number one film. <laughs> we'll see. LeBron James. LeBron Let's James. Let's move on. Did you see any movies this week? No, I've been busy with theater in like a month okay, and a half. Okay, then let's move immediately on. Yes. To movie news. All right. Our first story is one of our favorite continuing stories, which is the ongoing saga of the 25th Bond film. So, we have our director, Danny Boyle, who then fell out. Yes. And he has been replaced. Right. Well, the original writers of... Casino Royale, in the meantime, 
have been signed to do a rewrite of the Danny Boyle script, and a director has finally been hired. All right, who we got? All right, Carrie jo Joji Fukunaga. You want to try that again? Let me do that one more time. <laughs> Carrie Joji Fukunaga. You still invested. Fukunaga. My mouth does not move in the method that's required to say his name. Fukunaga. <laughs> Carrie Joji Fukunaga. There you go. And I he gets it. Slowly, I can And it. he gets it. Which will begin filming in March for a February 14th, 2020 release date. Ooh. So Fukunaga, uh, with this, becomes the first American-born director to helm a Bond film. Uh, in case you don't recognize his name, his last film was none other than Beasts of No Nation. And that was starring Idris Elba yes. for Netflix. Yes, that was a Netflix film that got Oscar nods. Which nods and nods and nods. still the only uh, one to do so. Right. Uh, Daniel Craig is currently filming Knives Out with uh, director Ryan Johnson. Yes, that's a, that's a murder mystery mm -hmm. uh, film. Uh, I'm, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to look forward to that one. And uh, we'll return to Bond right after that wraps up. So, 2020, uh, February 14th, mark the date. It's Valentine's Day, and your date is James Bond. Your date with Bond. Yeah, your date with that's, Bond. Dude, that's going to be the, the, the marketing, your date yeah. with Bond. That would be pretty good. I mean, how else do you... Do you Market that thing, except yeah. just James Bond looking dapper as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, just, a better just smoldering, yeah. smoldering uh -huh. look at, at the camera at all the women's, like, your date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I once heard a, a, uh, someone refer to Daniel Craig as so ugly he's handsome. So, yeah, I guess he's somebody's cup of tea. All right, is let's that move a on. joke? Because that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, need, needless to say, we we called this yes. in a lot of ways. Not the director, of course, no. But uh, we do. They they, they, they hop on they that. Just rewrite the script. Yeah, one they rewrite, two they hop on a hot young new director yeah. as fast is. as they could. All right, let's move on to the next film, which is similar to Bond, is about spies. So the uh, agents, I guess, the exact companion piece, yes, you could say to the Bond franchise is Indeed. the Kingsman franchise. Yes, one of your favorites, Kingsman. Yes, uh, which we've already seen two of is getting a third, which we knew was going to happen. Mm -hmm. But the surprise here is that your favorite director, Matthew Vaughn, yeah. is being signed and to come back as writer-director for the film. Yes, he did uh, Kingsman yes. 1, and then Kingsman 2, two and, and now he's, he's in back. for Kingsman 3. So Fox has set the untitled Kingsman movie uh, for November 8th, 2019, uh, making moves <laughs> on, of course, the vacated space that Bond 25 once occupied. Yay! So since Bond moved to 2020, there is space for the Kingsman. No word on what it will be about yet, but the series has been based off a popular comic series and will likely take its inspiration from there. With, of course, the return of your star, Taron Egerton, in your lead role. Yes, Taron Egerton will be back to playing Eggsy. Um, Colin Firth will probably be back. Um, probably. In, in I don't think you can do that movie without Colin Firth. Yeah. I mean, both of them are, have been... I mean, you thought they could do the second one, but then they brought him back. Yeah, right. And then um, the only one that won't be back probably is Mark Strong because he, uh, spoiler alert, got killed. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, don't be surprised if um, the female protagonist, Roxy, makes a return, but 
this time as a villain. Because even though it's said that she died, she may or may not have died via comic Maybe. book lore. Yep, comic books. Maybe Don't want to spoil anything, but uh, check out Kingsman Friend, uh, the Kingsman series. It's only like uh, eight or ten issues available right now at your local comic book store. If you want to get a heads up on what that story is going to be about. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on, uh, someone who has not been in a uh, secret agent movie yet, but well, uh, probably will be at well, some point. Well, we nominated him for a secret yeah, agent movie. We did, but it's not going to happen. But yeah, uh, uh, one media of our favorites at the Media Boat Podcast, Michael B. Jordan, is uh, yet in yet another upcoming project, this time based on some Tom Clancy novels. This one, well, I guess novel, singular, uh, because the, the novel in which this base actually became a whole lot more video games than it ever was books. Yeah. Michael Lee Jordan has signed on to star in a series of films as John Clark, a secondary character, who helps Jack Ryan with more of the physical elements on any mission, which, if that sounds familiar, you'll know that as the focus of the Rainbow Six series. Yes, the Rainbow Six video game spy, not spy, but... Uh, uh, operations oh, team. There you it's, go. They so if you've never played a Rainbow Six game before, they usually uh, they became more traditional uh, first-person shooters as the series went on. Yeah. But traditionally, Rainbow Six uh, made its kind of carved its own space in the shooter market by being strategic. Yes. You basically stealth moves. Yeah. You would basically have a team of operatives trying to infiltrate a building, typically, mm-hmm. and you would actually have to pick where your team entered the building, and you'd have to breach doors, and you have to save hostages. It was a very strategic kind of shooter back in the day, and it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a most recent incarnation, Rainbow Six Siege, is an incredibly popular, yes. multiplayer-focused version of that, and yeah. And it's, it's actually still getting support, but that's video game news. But yeah, that's <laughs> video game news. Yes, uh, so finally, it took... 20 years, we're finally getting a film based on the popular series. It will be produced at Paramount and developing two of the novels as an origin story for the character. I guess there were two. Okay. Yes. I, I was under the impression there was only one book, and it just became a juggernaut video games. No, no, no. There's multiple. It started off with one book. Okay. Um, oh, God, the name is escaping me. Yeah, I should have written it Anyways, down. Anyways, but yes. But, uh, but that one book introduced the character as the... Um, on on the ground and um, tactics for John Ryan, and then that spun off into the Rainbow Six series. Okay, got it. But yeah, Jack Clark, uh, he, he will have, see his origin story uh, in this film. Uh, Jordan will be. Uh, it may take a while for Jordan to be ready though, because he's currently filming the drama Just Mercy before this project even starts. So mm-hmm. we'll see uh, what the schedule is there. Right. Warner so- Brothers was trying to sign. The actor for this, but Paramount served up the prospect of leading a film franchise, which sealed the deal with Mr. Jordan. So right. he wants to be the poster boy. So we previously talked about how Michael B. Jordan and Warner Brothers teamed up, uh, where with yes. the writers on how any production that Michael B. Jordan's team does uh, will have be writer inclusive with Warner Brothers. This will have the same impact over at Paramount, which is awesome. Um, but not only that, uh, Michael B. Jordan um, wanted to sign a, uh, his next film before he started shooting mm-hmm. uh, Just Mercy in the upcoming fall. Warner Brothers went after him yeah. with several projects, but they were all standalone single projects. Right. And he, he wanted a franchise that he could sort of 
pin his hat on. Yeah, which makes sense. He's a young guy. This is the perfect time to do that. Mm-hmm. He's established. He's a household name. He's established. Yeah. This is time for him to be not only leading man, but leading man household name. Although you could technically argue that that is what Creed is. That's what Creed is. You are yes. making a second Creed. And yes, but you see that Creed is still a spinoff. Right. He right. wants the it's state. Not his own thing. Right. It's not his own thing. He wants the establishment of. This is my franchise. This is what he's going after. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really good. He's getting what he needs to do right now. All right. Our next story, I'll, I'll be quick with this one. It's not a huge news story. No, so but it is one of my grade? favorites. Yeah. Remember 8th grade? I do remember 8th grade. It's not, like 15 we years We made this ago. joke the last time. <laughs> I know not you actually did. actually 8th grade. The film. Yes, by A24. One eighth of our grade. favorite productions yes. houses. So, Sony Pictures has some plans for this thing. Not only are they releasing it to international territories uh, for the first time after its only $13.5 million run domestically. Ooh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, but it's a small movie. It, it is. It wasn't found to be super huge. It was shot in 30 days. Uh, but not only that, but they're also prepping it for award season, which is quickly approaching. Yeah, it is. This is A24's um, award successor to last year's very successful Lady Bird. Which got the nomination for Best Picture. Right, so... Uh, and it won for writing? Uh, yes, Gregory Yes, Gregory won, won for writing. original screenplay. Yes. So, yes, um, exciting times, uh, potentially, for them if they uh, if they get back into the, uh, the big awards. So, mm-hmm. do you think... Uh, Eighth grade is best picture material, or do you think we need to see more movies? I need to see more movies, yeah. but as of right now, yes, it is one of my favorite films of the year. Um, it is written well. It is written from the perspective of an eighth grader. It is written for eighth graders, but it's written for anyone who's gone right. through eighth grade. And yeah. I think that's something both writing and directing challenging because okay. we're all severely older than that. <laughs> Severely. Severely. <laughs> All right, that is it for te- uh, for, for film. That is it for movie news. So let's move into television. And we always start television with sports. Sports corner. It's sports corner. What do we got this week? Our this first story is, is about baseball. Well, I know I've been covering it because the Angels have been out of it for a while. But, but baseball is winding down. The end of the season is coming up at the end of this weekend. Yes. Playoffs. That's right. Playoffs. 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 Into well, the postseason. Postseason, yes. Are the Cubs, the Brewers, the Braves, the Dodgers, again, the Rockies, the Indians, the Red Sox, the Astros, the Yankees, and the A's. Yes. Um, so those are the all... four sure teams in. Uh, about four of those teams yeah. are still trying to determine – where they're being seated, right. either going to be um, the top seed in their division, or have to set or have to play a wild card game. So the question is: but Are we all bandwagon Dodgers fans now? Well, it depends <laughs> on where you're at. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, like down here. Oh, down here in Southern That's what California. Happened last year, Jesus. Yeah, down here in Southern California. Yeah, most yeah. likely. Okay, well, baseball, if you like baseball, if those were one of your teams, then get excited, get pumped. Yep, uh, which also means that if one of those teams are going to be playing, or if you don't want to even try and pay for a playoff ticket, uh, check out your local baseball <laughs> stadiums as they're probably do a bunch of um, fan giveaways yeah. as the season winds down and you get to say bye-bye to baseball season. 
Until next yeah. March. Boys of October, or almost in October. Yes. We're going to have to find ourselves a new Mr. October. Yeah. This, this Who year. Who knows? All right. In other sports, hockey starts soon. Preseason hockey yeah, is happening as we speak. Yes. Preseason hockey is starting now. The first official game is one week from now. Um, on October 3rd uh, is the first when the puck officially drops. Wait, on the what day is that? October 3rd. It's October 3rd. It's October 3rd. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mean Girls. Uh, uh, is when the puck will officially drop on the season opener, uh, which also means you have one week to get those hockey fantasy teams ready. All right. All right, uh, then in other sports, the NFL keeps chugging along. Yes, football. Football. Uh, there was no tie this week, although we did have the game go into overtime. But that was not the big important news of the week. No. The big news is that Le'Veon Bell is still sitting out for the Steelers, and it's pissing me off. But that's not what you have written here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, what I have written down is, of course... Uh, the 49ers multi-million dollars just signed quarterback, Mr. Going into the season undefeated, has officially hurt himself. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G-String, Jimmy <laughs> GQ, Garoppolo Power, uh-huh. uh, uh, Jimmy Jesus, I think is the other Jimmy one. Jimmy <laughs> Jesus. He tore his ACL, yes. which is not good. Yes. Needless uh, to say. Needless to say, the 49ers uh, season has officially been shot uh, so, yeah. So uh, for those of you who are 49ers fans, had to come across the bay into greater territory. Okay. Uh, the Vikings got upset by Buffalo. Yes, and so did my team. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Kirk Cousins, and for blowing it. So remember how last week we were talking about uh, Von Miller, or not Von Miller? Uh, no, not Von Miller. Von Miller's in Denver. Yeah. Um. Uh, was it the linebacker? Oh, I got his name. Uh, the linebacker who left the Bills locker room at halftime yeah. to just quit, <laughs> <That guy. laughs> officially walked out and quit. Yeah. Well, turns out <laughs> they didn't need him <laughs> as not. they won. Uh, they yeah. dominated, destroyed yeah. the Vikings in an upset game. Uh, but Vikings will be on a revenge game playing Thursday, short week. All right. Cool. Then lastly in sports, you have uh, here that the, a rookie. Uh, Josh Rosen has been named starter for the Cardinals. Yes. Is that the last thing I have? That is the last thing you have for sports. Okay. That will not be the last thing. But yes, uh, Josh (laughs) Rosen, the last of the rookie quarterbacks to be drafted in the first round, will now be getting the start. Uh, Darnold is over there on the Jets. Josh Allen is over, uh, uh, got his start this past week, officially, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. And now Josh Rosen, the other Josh so uh, will be getting his start come this upcoming Sunday for the Cardinals, right. which means he is available for pickup on the waiver wire. Oh, good for good for him. Yes. All right. What else in sports then? If you have things to add. Yes. And lastly, the last news in sports. Yes. Um, is one of a comeback of sorts. Okay. Has Mister Tiger Woods? Yes. Has officially won the PGA tournament. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Um, he was up three strokes going into the last day. He actually lost the last day, but um, he was had a lead enough to hold on and win. So he is a champion yet again. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods. I guess. All right. <laughs> that does it for sports then. So we can move right on to... 
proper television news. Yes. Our first television story is kind of a bigger than television story, but we put it here because that's where it belongs. Yes, yeah, also I guess, compared we, to everywhere else. That's where we report it. It's also the big thing that happened yeah. in, the, in the past couple days. Kind of, uh, yeah. Besides our, um, our our continued judicial hearings that have been going on for the last two weeks, this is probably the biggest uh, uh, story right now going. Uh, you have. All right, so let's let's get into this. Yeah, you have uh, finally some closure to the Bill Cosby saga. Of course, uh, the famous actor and uh, rapist father uh, was, was father accused TV. of sexual assault and several by several 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 countless women. Sixty. Uh, he we can, has we can finally count them. been sentenced. To three to ten years in state prison, uh, which I over uh, heard on NPR is just the uh, the usual uh, sentence for a first time offender. Uh, and a case against sexual assault, of course. Judge Stephen O'Neill said the evidence was quote overwhelming unquote based on Cosby's own words in his civil dis- dis- uh, deposition. Cosby, of course, is age eighty one. He was walked out of the courtroom in handcuffs and officially designated a sexually violent predator. Uh, the uh, headline, oh, another headline to follow up here that I thought was funny uh, that I saw right before we recorded is that apparently, this was a screenshot, so I don't know what uh, uh, outlet was reporting this, but apparently his first day uh, in, uh, in prison, someone threw, quote, a stale hot dog, bu- hot do- hot dog bun at him. <laughs> I don't know who found that out. I don't know who reported that, but it's hilarious. Is there context of this thing, or is it just no? It was just threw something at him. It was just yeah. That was that's all I saw. Like it was a screenshot of the headline, so I didn't actually read it. Yeah, okay. About it, but it was just like okay. Welcome to prison. There's more where that came from, Bill. All right. In uh, other news, Apple. All right. So speaking of sexual stuff. Yeah, sexual yes. content. Apple, um, our fa- our people over there who make your Macintosh computers and your iPhones. Also, uh, have a, a TV service they'd like you to try out. Yeah, they also have their own creative. Uh, yeah, uh, a place to uh, have creative work on their on their iTunes store. Uh, so CEO Tim Cook reportedly canceled though a six episode series titled Vital Signs uh, that was going to launch on their uh, on their platform. It was. Uh, Due to characters doing cocaine, a lot of gun violence, an explicit orgy scene, uh, so the high-concept TV drama would have starred Ian McShane, Sam Rockwell, and Michael K. Williams. Apple didn't want his brand, its brand to be tied to drug, sex, and nudity to that extreme, so they pulled it. Yep. Uh, this was produced by Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. And so it was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be based on the life of Dr. Dre as well. Okay. And so it was like, hey... This is literally what happened. And Apple was like, no, you don't. We gave, we gave you a billion dollars, but that doesn't mean you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that's really interesting, considering, like, how far did this... this if they were casted, and they were about to... And if they had in the, six episodes in the can, like, presumably, which is what this sounds like, then how did it get this far without people, like, execs knowing what it was? It, it seems insane. No, it's... Unless it was just like... Oh, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then Zero Hour came, and they were like, "Ooh, I don't know." And they got gunshot. It was. It. it was. It's one of those things where they shoot their first couple episodes, and then they go to test screenings, and then they go and then yeah. to it's like, the, the Apple sensors and be like, "Well, 
before we put this on, maybe we should show this to someone. Be so, like, no. So I, I assume in all sorts of ways and all and on on all sorts of platforms, this probably happens all the time. You would think that. The only reason why we're seeing this is because the names are so big, right? Well, one, names are too big. Two, yeah. it's Apple. And three, this is streaming. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, there are no there's rules, there's no rules yeah. for streaming, but Apple is imposing its own set of rules, that's what which makes is the this, story. Yeah, that's what makes this interesting. The story isn't this thing got canceled. The story yeah. is Apple imposing its set of uh, standards, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, on its content. Like, I'm glad they have standards, but yeah, it is interesting in, in contrast to Netflix, HBO. which pretty much just lets you put whatever the hell. Well, not even just HBO, especially Netflix. Right. Just like whatever the hell you want to show on here can be as disgusting as possible. Here, just put it on Netflix. You're fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an interesting contrast there. It's one of those things where Netflix will put it on there and it's like, if you want to watch it, it's, yeah, there. it's there. If you don't, we have all this other content for it's you. It's like the Twitter approach. Where it's like Twitter is very like, oh, we don't know what's on, on there. If we if we told some, somebody that that was bad, we'd have to tell everybody it was bad. Right. It's just like they, that's a, a one approach, and it looks like Apple doesn't want to play that game. No, Apple is trying to keep its, its Apple image clean. Apple image, yeah. Because I mean, Apple is family friendly. They are, you know, a business, and they are a brand. Right. Oh, it's okay. not like they have a yeah. Miramax attached to them where they could just dump it. Yeah, it's just interesting because we don't have necessarily a streaming precedent for this. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see if other big names uh, get the same treatment of it. Or if they take this somewhere else. I bet Amazon just comes in and says, yeah. hey, we'll they, put it on ours. We'll just play anything on ours. Yeah. All right, moving on. Especially next. since uh, Amazon and Apple are very butting heads, yeah. especially with streaming. Oh, well, with everything. If they, wanted, if they just want to come and be like, We'll do it, and we'll cover the cost. Don't yeah. worry about it. Then, yeah, that's going to be a big, a big, like, stick you to Apple. Yeah, it could definitely happen. But they're still, like, see. yeah, they're still, aside from streaming, there's still regular TV we got to talk about. There is, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, first up, we have a story about Steve Harvey. That's not regular TV. That is regular TV. <laughs> Steve Harvey has a daytime talk show, or at least he, he did. He did. It was called Steve, and it has been canceled, and it's been replaced uh, by uh, none other than our own, uh, one of our uh, media boat favorites, Kelly Clarkson. Hey! Kelly Clarkson will uh, replace Steve Harvey's show, but the move won't take place until fall of next year. But still, Kelly has already shot the pilot, and NBC has already bought it to air in 11 select U.S. cities. The new hour-long program will see her playing games, music, interviewing guests, and finding ways to give back to communities and organizations. I think this is a... Perfect move for Kelly Clarkson. This is the wholesome mm -hmm. back to Martha Stewart for NBC type show. I mean, yeah, I mean, she gives get where she's this is her mom right phase. Now. Yeah, this is she's mom phase. definitely in her mom phase, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's like it's very much she's doing her. As we reported on her previous album, she's clearly in mom mode now, and. She knows how to speak moms to daytime talk show. But I don't want that to sound it? like I, I, I worry about that sounding a little. Meh. Uh, I know. But but at the same time, like I think that also this is a great fit because she's just such a good like personality when it comes to interviews. Mm -hmm. Like it'll be interesting to see her doing the interviewing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm so used to her being just this super large personality in the room all the time. She's a she's she's got such a personality. 
And that's and just because you like her as an artist. <laughs> I like Kelly Clarkson, but but I'm just saying is like I think she's she. I'm seeing her on The Voice and stuff has mm-hmm. proven that she can handle a show. Like she can do this. She's she's natural at that hosting thing. So this is this really smart choice. All right, uh, moving on to speaking of NBC, Comcast, their parent company, yep. has been making some moves. The they big move finally did it. This is kind of our last follow up story to the big. 21st century Fox uh, Rupert Murdoch cellathon here. Yes. Uh, Sky Television, of course, was I being eyed by Comcast as we had previously uh, 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 reported. But yes, they did it. They won the majority ownership in Sky after a bidding war with Fox. Comcast is offering forty billion dollars for a majority stake. They outbid at three point six billion because they wanted to ensure the company had paid enough of a premium after losing. That Fox deal with Disney. Uh, Fox will sell the remainder of its stake in Sky to Comcast for around $15 billion of their money. Uh, the next move in uh, th- their, their strategy here, though, is to somehow get Disney to sell its remaining stake in Sky, or instead, its 30% stake in Hulu, which is an interesting tie to something we've been reporting on. Yes. Um, we've been reporting on... Disney streaming service and whether it's just going to overtake Hulu, rebrand it, or start its own streaming service. So I feel like that could also be a strategic move here. I was thinking about this earlier, Mm -hmm. was if they do choose, they could just seed Hulu over to the rest of the people. Right. And then just put all their their, um, interest in their own streaming service and just not worry about it. Why? Well, if I was Disney, I'd try and double dip. Yeah. Keep the ABC, the Disney, the proper stuff that you normally get on cable on Hulu with, and then just put all the extra stuff, the movies, the streaming exclusives, the Disney XD, the ESPN, all your, the Marvel, the Comcast, the Star Wars, all your external stuff on your streaming site. Interesting in concept, but I feel like part of the whole thing they're trying to sell is a one-stop shop for Disney. Of course. This well, is all conjecture. Well, no, you can do both. I mean, you can have yeah. content on both, but it's a gated where only yeah. the TV stuff, like stuff you're going to show on for cable, goes to Hulu. Everything else is I, back. It's I a, just don't this. see them doing that kind of dual thing. I think it's an all or nothing thing. Oh, I think goodness. they either want Hulu or they either want to shut down Hulu. I think they want to own it or they want none of it. Is what well, here's the thing is that because... Disney owns Fox with uh, content. They can keep the Fox stuff on Hulu as well, and and not mess with what everyone conceives as the Disney brand. Again, though, I want to specify that this is all conjecture. We have no idea. Disney yes. in no way has specified what kind of thing this streaming service is going to be. <laughs> so that's the question here: is that it depends on their angle. If they do want it to be literally everything Disney, I totally could see them seed their Hulu. Uh, shares and just be just give up just just give up on Hulu just be like this is your guys' play like uh, thing to play with now we got our own deal and people will come to us for us or yeah maybe you are right but we don't know we don't know yet because they haven't they've been really very very quiet about what they exactly plan to do with this thing so, well yeah. let me put it this way would you see the Simpsons on Disney on the Disney branded streaming is uh, yes. platform. Is yes, that what you're that's what I'm asking. Yes, I absolutely would. I don't see that. I 
Uh, I think so, unless, of course, they don't, uh, they, they choose to, uh, they don't interrupt the FX uh, syndication deal. If that FX syndication deal continues, then FX as a network, because I'm sure they have mm -hmm. some sort of autonomy it, it, it's there, so, yes. uh, as opposed to just going by the whims of their future Disney overlords, um, then they may choose to keep that content on Hulu. Who knows? I think ultimately we don't know enough about the inner like the inner workings of these networks and how autonomous they will be mm -hmm. under the Disney leadership. We don't know. Okay, let me make it easier. How would you see Family Guy on a Disney platform? Again, I think that also that depends on because, the Well, let's say the thing is because Disney will be absorbing all this extra Fox content, they need a place to put it. And Hulu is already established to put all that stuff to not mess with quote-unquote Disney brand, family-friendly, wholesome Disney brand. I think which that, is what they're that going kind to of be. thought process, though, is firmly stuck in 1995. That is not what that company is anymore. I think with after the Marvel purchase and after like the Star Wars and after the last like 10 years of the studio, they, I think, have embraced Disney as Disney, and everything is Disney, regardless of audience, regardless of content. I don't think they're Apple is, I think, what I'm trying to say here. From a couple stories ago, I don't think they identify like that anymore. I think that Bob Iger changed the identity of that company. I think that they're just, no, we're Disney, we're mul multiple things. We're everything at once. And I think that their approach, they want to be Netflix. I genuinely think that they want their thing to be Netflix of everything that they have. And one of the things about Netflix is, is that it has everything for every audience. Now... Would I be surprised if they did a Netflix-style tiering where there's the kids kind of cordoned off zone and the everything zone? Well, yes, of, the, course. of course they will do that. Yes. So that's well, what I'm saying, that. is well, that then... as long as that they give those tools to the customer, they don't care what makes them, quote, look like at this point in Year of Our Lord 2018. I really do not think that is a concern for Disney as a corporation anymore. That's my reading of where that, where that company is. Now, if Iger's out at some point in the interim between th then and now, or now and well, then. Well, he's been trying to I know. be shooed then, out. Then who knows what a future CEO would designate. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that identity of the company becomes in the future. But I'm saying, right now, 2018 Disney, I think that they just want that streaming service to be the biggest thing on Earth. And that's all they care about. Well, yeah, so that's why be... I think that the strategy is take just scorched Earth, take everything out of everything else, just put it one place so that way you have to pay them. They're going to make you. Because that's the Disney that Bob Iger runs. Is cruel and capitalist and <laughs> vengeful. That's how I view them, at least at this point. But I don't know. That's, that's my reading. Let me live in my ideal world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're stuck in 95. But that's okay. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? In special ways. <laughs> No, right. I know what you're saying, yeah. but this is also not a story about Disney. I do think <laughs> that, yes, Disney will probably, as much as I don't want it to happen, just say... You just don't have to pay for it. Well, no. I'm you're going to pay, pay, I'm gonna for, pay it. for it. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the whole, once they set this thing up, then everyone's going to want to set their own thing, and it's oh, basically yeah. streaming. It's already Cable happening streaming. that stupid DC thing that launched like last week. I know. It's already happening. It's already doing it. I know. And then FX Plus is happening. Yeah, yeah. It's slowly going to be an a la carte world. 
yeah. uh, for for entertainment. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. All right, let's end we'll get to pay uh, television that. with some television thoughts. You watch some TV. Oh yes, TV's back. TV's back. TV's back, <laughs> y'all. It's the start of the fall season uh, this week, so get excited. Yep. You saw, uh, NBC went first this week. NBC went first. Uh, you saw a handful of shows. Which one do you want to talk about? Uh, let's start. First. Well, let's start in order. Uh, okay. Monday, I returned to the Good Doctor. That good, good doctor. That good, good doctor. All right. So talk about the Good Doctor. Uh, the Good Doctor. Um, actually, kind this is of season two. This is the start of season two, but it kind of um, wraps up uh, everything that was in season one. All okay. the cliffhangers. All the leftover stuff um, that was in perpetuity. Uh, they brought that over. Start of season two. Looks good. Still looks good. I'm still excited for that thing. I'm still going to watch it. It's a nice show. It's a good Doctor it show. It's a good show. It's a good show. It, <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice Doctor show. It reminds me of House, but without being arrogant. Like, one, he's not running the whole thing. Yeah. And two, he's not arrogant. Right. Uh, it it's a it's a good take on the doctor. It's a good twist on the uh, being doctors, being medicals, being um, residents. Unlike that other show, residents, <laughs> new resident. Right. Yeah, that guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched half an episode of that. Yeah, of new resident. I wanted to punch that lead character in the face. <laughs> it was just the way he comes across, but That's I just funny. I just. Did not like him as a main character. Yeah. Yeah. But I watched other stuff too. Okay. Uh, so if you like The Good Doctor, um, it's back because uh, TV's back and it looks like it's going to continue that. Um, it's going to expand on some of the storylines, some of the love lines, some of the love stories. <laughs> love lines. Love line. Uh, uh, Dr. Drew is there. Yes, Dr. Drew. Okay. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> lo the love uh, stories, <laughs> plot lines. Uh, it's going to expand more on um, Sean Murphy as a individual rather than being crushed or hold on to other people. All right. You're going to see him come to his own here, and cool. I'm excited for it. Okay. Moving on, you all saw the season three premiere of This Is Us. Yes. And I'm starting to get a bone to pick with that thing. Uh-oh. In a good There's way. trouble in NBC drama paradise. Uh... It's drama in the fact that everything takes to be drama. Everything is drama in that show. Yes. Um, no one continues to get a happy ending. Everyone no. is always... Even the, the couple you thought had a happy ending, had a happy story. Thought you knew everything about it. Nope. We're going to throw you twists and turns. Because there's no such thing as a simple, clean, happy ending Hey, the show's got to keep going. Yes. And they got to keep the parent arc going, even yeah. though they showed that the dad dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, but it's still, still, uh, get your tissues out because you're going to be crying all the whole time. They lost a baby in the first episode. Oh, God. Spoiler. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Yeah, so the Holy first God. episode of season three star opens with a miscarriage. Jesus. How about that? Jesus. What are they trying to do over there? Let's go with that for our season opener and Ooh. then go from there on the, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. On that note, uh, so so just an okay pilot or a season three premiere. I mean, like, just like it is what you think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. It's gonna tug on your heart It's gonna hit you over the head with drama, and you're still gonna watch every episode because it's because it's this is us. This is us. And you also watch two other shows. I don't know anything about either of these. All right, first one. She's a maniac. Me, actually, just maniac. Should I try to catch up on this is us? Um. <laughs> 
Yes, it's fairly available. Um, first couple episodes will suck you in, just like it did with me. Um, but they are an hour long each, so it's going to be a milestone to catch up. I think that's like 26 episodes. We don't like 13. Seems like way too much. 13 to 15 episodes each season. I don't know. So I you got like 30 you hours get, of TV to catch up. You get just like a little behind on those hour long dramas and you just you miss so much. And yeah. Just, uh, it's just such a pain to catch up. I'm still trying to get through season two of Riverdale. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it. I almost did on Saturday, and I was just like, I have how many episodes left in this season? Yeah. I was like, this is like 15 hours. Well, see, unlike Riverdale, unlike Riverdale, which is a teen drama, which makes everything drama, this is actual, like, human drama. (laughs) Wait a minute, wait. Slow down for a second. Teenagers are not humans. Riverdale is not a human show. <laughs> I mean, yes, they're different totally. Yes. You know what I mean. Just I like our commitments. Yes. A lot. I've never watched, but everyone loves it. Yeah, everyone Everybody loves it, and love there's it. a good reason for it. Uh, it did win the Emmy, or it's been nominated for Emmys for Best <laughs> yeah, Picture. Yeah, it hasn't won yet. Yeah, it hasn't won yet because Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a really good show. Watch the first episode, at least the pilot, and you'll see the tone and the storyline structure that's going for playing between the two separate timelines uh-huh. and you'll technically three but um you'll from those first two episodes you'll get an idea of what this show is offering and how it can easily tug on those family emotional dynamics that mm-hmm. you may be harboring deep inside you <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. but yeah definitely worth catching up it is of roughly 30 hours to catch up, so yeah. take that in mind. But you don't have to take it all at once. That's a good thing. It's streaming, so it's on demand at your time. All right. Uh, but yes, anyways, let's move on. Yes. Um, you also saw... Okay, what the hell is Maniac? Maniac. Maniac. On the it, floor. It's on the floor. And it's going to be on the floor because I don't want to touch that. Uh, so what is Maniac? Maniac is the new uh, Netflix show Okay. Uh, starring M- Emma Stone and... A really ridiculously skinny Jonah Hill. <laughs> what happened to Jonah Hill? He lost like all his weight. He's like all a right. twig in this thing. <laughs> but that's on purpose because he's a drug pill addict and you don't like him. A drug pill addict? Yes. Oh no, not the dreaded drug pills. Yes. Those are the worst kind. Well, it's drug, it's antidepressant, it's um, uh-huh. hallucinations. All the drugs. All pills. the drugs. Which uh-huh. is funny because you take someone like that. Throw them into a drug trial. And that's what this show is. Oh my. Um, so does it make him a maniac? Kind of. Oh, okay. Uh, that's up to you to decide if uh, anything <laughs> okay. he's experiencing is real, not real. Is Emma Stone even real or not real? I, is I she think she's playing real. along? Is I think she Emma Stone this? is a real person. In the show. <laughs> I mean, she's like in most people's dreams, but Aha. <laughs> she's, she's real. And she's spectacular. <laughs> sure. But yeah, Maniac really is good. the new show on Netflix. I'm only a couple episodes into it and because gonna... it's an hour long. I don't want to finish of... it, uh, but I think I probably will. Okay. Uh, it's But it's one of those hour long Netflix super heavy content that it's dealing with. Um, drugs and depression and yeah. clinical trials and Seems one of those like, like psychological things. A lot. It is a lot. Um, go into that with caution. Like, severe caution. Okay. Um, and you also saw something called New Amsterdam. 
Yes. Now I understand that, that used to be New, or that used to be what uh, New York was called. Yes, <laughs> it was old Amsterdam. But, but what is what is the show New Amsterdam? New Amsterdam is the new medical show from NBC. Okay. Where a doctor uh, comes into a hospital, a public hospital, and basically decides to run it his way. This sounds <laughs> super boring, and that's because it is. Yeah. Um, the first in the first day, it's basically everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Murphy's <laughs> law at its best. Mm-hmm. Um, the new doctor comes in, immediately fires half the staff <laughs> because they didn't take on patients due to medical reasonings or uh-huh. due to a billing. Um, but they're a public hospital, so they're supposed to take on anyone. And so he's coming in to change the system. <laughs> they're headstrong. They yeah, take on he's anyone. He's take on everyone. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Derail. Uh, also, Derail. since I joined late, did you watch Manifest and is it worth watching? Uh, Manifest is premiering tonight. Oh. Or no, sorry, tomorrow night. Or, yeah, premiering tomorrow night. I've yet to watch it. I watched the first act. I did not like the first act. What is Manifest? Uh, Des- it's Destiny. What is it? It's the one about the plane disappearing. With the Manifest of the crew. <laughs> also, just Manifest out of nowhere. <laughs> I get it. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's also on NBC. Have yet watched to watch the first episode of that completely. I will get... I had that on the list. I was going to watch it today, yeah. but then I had right news and I couldn't get to it. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so back to New Amsterdam. I am going to drop that show like a ton of bricks. Probably smart. Do not watch that show. Um, so, new doctor comes in, immediately fires half the staff, and then immediately has to hire half the staff. You deal with a case of Ebola. You deal with the doctor's wife uh, going into pre-labor, having birth problems. Uh-huh. Um, you deal with him with uh, dealing with a new doctor about med- or, uh, psycho- psychology, which mm-hmm. I think is one thing it does good here is that it actually addresses psychological issues. Uh, and then the new doctor also has to deal with misdiagnosis from a previous doctor. Okay. To talk about all of that, at the end of the episode, you find out the main doctor, the lead doctor, has cancer. Oh no. Oh no. How oh no, a doctor has cancer. Top of, okay, and then it's oh, on how all that it's based off a book. That's eight <laughs> things. This thing is trying to cram, cram down your throat in the episode. That sounds like a lot. It is. Things. It runs a lot. It runs everywhere. It tries to introduce a lot of characters at the same time. Fun. And while it does do that to a to a certain um, level of com- com- competency. Mm-hmm. For the most part, it is a mess. It runs around. Uh, yeah, so basically he's goes through the, he's trying to shake up the doctor world. But by doing <laughs> so, he's basically shaking you going, this <laughs> is new. Like me. Will you like me? Yeah, I don't, don't want to watch that show at all. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, it started on Monday, apparently, and it's oh. recorded. Uh, I think I was going to watch that, but then it got too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry. Manifest is on my to watch list. It's one of those to watch. Yep, uh, I got that. That's one of my new shows I'm coming up on. Especially as I'm going to drop this show, do Amsterdam. Drop it like top. I'm dropping that thing like a ton of bricks because when you get new doctor coming in as head doctor and basically shaking everything up and yelling at people for the most part and not really. Not, Trying try to, like, I'm doing new stuff and different. 
mm-hmm. because I believe we can break the system. The system needs to be changed, and I'm here to change it. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's not. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. He he um he meets with the um or he accidentally changes with the maintenance staff. Uh-huh. And the maintenance staff is talking Spanish, you know, about the new doctor behind his back. And then he goes, Oh, by the way, I speak Spanish. I know what you've been saying. Because of course he does. Because of course he does. Because he's everything. He's, yes, he's the perfect doctor. <laughs> he's here to be perfect. Yeah. Right? That sounds like that show needs some work. That's why he has cancer. Because yeah. he's imperfect. He needs to have something. He needs to have something. All right. But Let's yeah, stop talking about New Amsterdam. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. That will do it for television. Let's move into cancellations and renewals. All right, cancellations and renewals. All right, first up, we have a renewal that we reported on a couple weeks ago. The uh, show Veronica Mars is getting rebooted by Hulu. It has gotten a eight-episode fourth season on incoming on Hulu at some point, I guess, next year? I guess that thing made money on the movie? Yeah. No? No. no. But no. Uh, but yeah, apparently people, enough people wanted to see Veronica Mars happen again. It will be happening again. All right. So Kristen Bell, still working. Still working. Uh, when she's not on uh, Good Place. And she, uh, she's not on The Good Place and she's uh, not um, recording for Kingdom Hearts 3. Or, uh, yeah. Frozen 2. Everything that Anna is involved. Frozen 2. Uh, also, uh, so, uh, uh, also coming back for a third season, but will be its final season on HBO is The Deuce. I dropped that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Haha, poop jokes. Yes. Cool. Only the most quality jokes here <laughs> on the Media Podcast. Uh, getting a third uh, third season on Hulu is Harlots. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that is. Neither do I know what Dietland on ABC is, but or AMC. AMC. AMC's Dietland uh, canceled after one season. Oh, good. I didn't know what that one is either. And that works. DuckTales, woo is getting a third season on Disney. Thank God. It's yeah, that, good. That's ahead of its second season premiere. Yep, it's really good. Uh, if you haven't been watching the DuckTales reboot, do it. It's quality. Uh, and then now we move into deaths. Uh, we have two for you. We have two uh, deaths. Our first up, age 88, Gary Kurtz. He was a producer on American Graffiti, Star Wars, and Empire Strikes Back. So, so George uh, Lucas, pal. A very important producer, for sure. Yep. Our, uh, secondly, we have age 48, Paul John Vasquez. He was an actor. He was in Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and in Sons of Anarchy on uh, FX. FX. Uh, that's young, 48. Yeah, 48. It's not old at all. Yep. So uh, uh, those two will be missed. That will do it for Cancellations, Renewals, and Deaths. Oh, I forgot to throw out the cancellation sign. You didn't. Oh, wow. Uh, I was too busy going into to, uh, my TV rants. That's okay. <laughs> we're moving on to music now. All right. Um, I think we're done with TV. Yeah. So, which means we got, uh, what do we, you said, I believe you told me. Yes. In Epiphany that there would be a new number one. There's a new number one album. This All week. right. There's not, uh, well, actually, there is also a new number one song. All right. So, what is now topping my charts? Your new number one song, Dethroning In My Feelings by Drake, is not new at all because it's been hanging up on number, at number two for a while here. Is it that Maroon 5 Cardi B? It is. Girls Like You by Maroon 5 featuring Cardi B is your number one song in the country for the first time this year. It got that Super Bowl hype bump. It did. Your number two song is In My Feelings by Drake, moving down just a bit. Debuting at number three this week is Kill Shot by Eminem. That is the single he went with, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number four, Lucid Dreams by Juice World, And number five, Better Now by Post Malone. 
moving into your top 200, which is your albums chart. Number one this week, with a bullet, Carrie Underwood with Cry Pretty Woo! gets a number one album this week. Is it is her eight. highest ranking debut yes. of her career. She's ever had a number one album? I don't believe she's ever had a number one album until this point. Huh. That is what it says. Highest ranking debut. Okay. So there you go. It's pretty insane. I should have thought for the uh, album itself. Yeah. That's for the album. For the artist? Huh. I guess so. So yeah, that's uh, your number one record. Number two, moving down a spot, Kamikaze by Eminem. Okay. Number three, debuting at number three this week, East Atlanta by Six Lack. I don't know if you're supposed to pronounce the Six Lack a B. Black? Six, six Lack? Six Lack. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. B. Six lakh fans, tell me. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Number four, uh, Saying Around, Scorpion by Drake. And number five, Astro World by Travis Scott. That is your Billboard charts for right. this week. All right, what do we have? Upcoming, what can I expect to listen to on Friday? What can you expect to listen to on Friday? Well, it seems like we got a bunch happening this week. It's a, one of those weeks for everybody here. Your new releases include... Reduxer by Alt J, European Heartbreak by Amber Arcades, Holler by Amy Ray, Acoustic Volume 2 by Bayside, Disease by Beartooth, Dancing Queen by Cher. Yes, that is an ABBA, all yes. ABBA cover by Cher, Dancing Queen. There you go. Elephants on Acid with, or by Cypress Hill. Yes, that's <laughs> Cypress Hill. Metal, Mental Knife, sorry, by Hail the Sun. Young Sinatra 4 by Logic. Wouldn't It Be Great by Loretta Lynn. Drogus Wave by Lupe Fiasco. Digital Garbage by Mudhoney. Blood Red Roses by Rod Stewart. Young Romance by Roosevelt. World on Sticks by Sam Phillips. Total Retaliation by Terror. Kenobio by Tim Hecker. And lastly, An American Treasure. By Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, which is a posthumous. Yes, Petty it's a record. posthumous Tom Petty record. All right, but that is not all that is being released. Okay, what did I miss? Reports are your uh, reports, according to uh, Twitter and oh yeah, I saw the, the website right. of one Carter. Uh, the Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne finally will be releasing the Carter V five V. Uh, no five. The Carter V five. <sighs> On um, uh, this week, on Friday. Yes, after um, being embroiled in legal issues and uh, constant bickering with uh, the Birdman. Birdman. Uh, yes, five repeat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it finally is going to be released, supposedly, on uh, Friday. So we'll have to kind of wait and see and see if that actually happens. Uh, but we'll tell you next week if it did. You may have a new. Lil Wayne album. Yeah. Of course, this is the one that was recorded and then, back in 2013. Whatever, yeah. And then never released. Never released. So, so who could knows? be dated. Who knows what that thing is? <laughs> or re-recorded. I don't know. All sorts of things could have happened. Yes. So we'll find out. Let's move into music news. All right. Week. And we're going to stick with Billboard real quick for this first story. We are because we have some records by none other than uh, Metallica. Uh, their self-titled album, also known as the Black Album, it has set a record by being on the Billboard 200 chart for 500 non-consecutive weeks. To date, it has sold over 16 million copies in the U.S. alone, and is now only one of four albums with that high of sales. The others, in case you're wondering, I am wondering, 
Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon. With Bob their... Marley, the best of Bob Marley and Journey with their greatest hits. So the Bob Marley and Journey album, uh, each have uh, about 539, 540 <laughs> weeks on the Billboard. But they will never catch that Pink Floyd album. No. That thing is at like 700 plus weeks. It's one of the best selling albums of all time. Yes. It's insane. It's, it will forever remain on the Billboard. Forever. All right. Our next story is our continuing uh, ch- a story about Ticketmaster and the adventures of, uh, of scalping um, and how to prevent it. So I had to go back and check if we had covered this story last yeah. week because it seems to be the thing has been happening con- constantly. Constantly. All right. So. So what has Ticketmaster got itself into now? Apparently they were involved in a scalping scheme where Ticketmaster reportedly pitched undercover reporters on underground dealings and its professional resale program, through which it takes a cut of profits. They enlisted resellers to grab large batches of tickets from its site and then flip them for higher prices on a Ticketmaster-owned, invite-only platform called Trade Desk. Ticketmaster gets extra fees from the pricier resale tickets on top of its fees from selling the original tickets. CBC and Toronto Star journalists up in Canada were told that despite the existence of a Ticketmaster buyer abuse division that looks for suspicious online activity and ticket sales, the company turns a blind eye to its own trade desk users who grab lots of tickets. Now, this is important because Ticketmaster has previously sued other uh, ticket sites for reselling. But what's being reported here is that when it's the platform they own... Somehow, they aren't such sticklers. What do you know? Hmm. A sales representative told one of the undercover journalists that there are brokers with, quote, literally a couple of hundred accounts, unquote, on Trade Desk, and that it is, quote, not something that we look at or report. That's kind of shady. It is. Not even kind of shady. That is shady. shady. That is almost illegal. Uh, Yeah, I'd say. Because, yeah, that's basically the snake eating its own tail at that point. Right. It's, well, because Ticketmaster has has purposely imposed um, t- ticketing software where you can only buy X amount of tickets per account, per household. But if you're giving these scalpers extra stuff knowingly on the side to help your own business, mm-hmm. you're double, triple dipping at that point. Yeah. Especially if you're going to resell on your own site. That's... That's basically, we're going to pay ourselves to pay ourselves later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you pay yeah. the higher fee right. that covers everything that we paid. Yeah, uh, this is insane. I think uh, now that this is out in the open, I think uh, Ticketmaster really needs to get ahead of this and say, oh man, uh, we need to do something about like regulation of our trade desk platform or just shut it down. I don't well, know which is more likely at this point. Well, I think government regulation needs to come in. Yes. We've already seen it overseas in Ireland, right. which we reported. Uh, this is a Canada story. And we've already reported about how uh, people in Quebec, uh, Canada, have taken yes. legal action against Ticketmaster. Right. So we need to see actual U.S. Uh, government take action against Ticketmaster because this is getting out of hand. This is getting ridiculous. This is getting into, like, Illegal in front of our own eyes. That yeah. that is, we know this is happening. Please, somebody do something about it. Yeah, it's a lot. But of course, who's gonna take 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 action against one of the biggest entertainment companies out there at this point? 
No, no, I'm, I'm asking. Who? Yeah. Who? Okay, we don't who? know. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. All right, let's move on then to another big uh, music story. Probably the biggest music story this week. Oh, bigger than the Ticketmaster? I think bigger than the Ticketmaster. All right, what could be bigger than the Ticketmaster? Uh, well, it's an, acquire, uh, an acquisition because we love acquisitions. Oh, we love little stuff. I mean, more specifically <laughs> acquisitions. I've actually always been fascinated. I remember reading the newspaper the morning of the Time Warner uh, AOL thing. <laughs> I remember reading. I physically have like a memory of reading the the OC Register the morning that happened in the business section. That being in the front page of the business section, I remember being fascinated by it. Yes, that means that even at like age eight, I cared about acquisitions. I thought they were fascinating, and I still do. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, this week we have an acquisition in the music world. Sirius XM, the satellite radio company, has acquired Pandora, the music streaming service, in an all-stock transaction valued at $3.5 bucks. The deal will create the world's largest audio entertainment company with more than $7 billion in projected revenue in 2018 and more than $100 million, sorry, more than 100 million monthly listeners built in. Uh, subscribers. Those are yeah. uh, monthly subscribers right. to, either. Uh, to either. I think yeah. it's uh, something like 70 to Pandora and 30 to Sirius. It's crazy. This also moves the parent company Liberty Media into the streaming service world. Uh, the takeover has been unanimously approved by the both boards of directors. So this looks like this is going to happen. Yes. So yeah, uh, it's interesting now what XM does with the Pandora brand. Do you think that they... Uh, they leave it as a separate brand and kind of position it as a Spotify competitor? Or do what I think they should do, in my opinion, just get rid of the Pandora brand, just basically say, like, okay, Spotify beat us at that game. Like, they have the name recognition. Pandora just doesn't. And they make that into a serious XM app that does the thing that Pandora did as well as serious connection to people who are subscribers to Sirius. It's an interesting con thing because what uh, Spotify does is completely different from what Sirius and Pandora does. I mean, oh, yes, you're not wrong, but Pandora is also still not the same thing as Sirius. Right. Like, they are also pretty different. The, like, the direct competitor, I would say, for Pandora is the iHeart app. Yeah, they're more similar. They're right. more similar. Um, so I could see either something in that route where they just start buying up stations and play their own stuff. Well, or no, <laughs> or I don't think that's going to happen. Or, Sirius is such a different thing. I know. Or you integrate the Pandora algorithms into serious brands. Uh, that's also probably unlikely considering that it's again, it's a different thing. Right. Sirius is like basically terrestrial radio with options. That's basically all Sirius is. It's, it's it's digital cable, but with radio. Where like literally, you can just tune into a station that's just Beatles music. It's mm -hmm. still curated by the people who run the stations, which is different. Right. Like I don't know if you can ever. That's what I'm saying. I don't think anything's going to change on the Sirius side of things. I think Pandora is the one that might have like a major change coming. Well, I'm I'm still battling in my mind as we're going through this as to which name's going to change because yeah. both have high recognitions. Yeah, I think. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't think uh, uh, Pandora is as big of a name as Spotify at this point. Uh, so I think that if they wanted I to, think they you're could wrong. excise it. 
I think Pandora I think is. People as are nos- around our age. Uh, our age are a little nostalgic for Pandora because it kind of beat Spotify. It, to it was the game. first. It was the thing that we all did think. before Spotify came around. But people younger than us, which make up the vast majority now, that's the demo that mm-hmm. they're going for. They don't know what the hell Pandora is, and if they do, they've used it once and never touched it again. I think that you need to consider that it may be important to some people. But for the people they're trying to get, they don't know what that is. Well, that, that, that's, that's the tough thing. It's is, the MySpace of music streaming. It, it, it is. Okay. No. I mean, it's the Twitter of music streaming. No, no, I don't think so because Twitter at least has like enough of a notoriety in the in the global scale. On a global so with Pandora, I don't think so. I think point. so. I don't think anybody cares about Pandora twenty eighteen. Because you don't use it doesn't mean and there's still a reason it's still like one of the top download things monthly. Yeah, but I don't know. In just comparison, just pure numbers, Spotify has a beat on every front. Well, yes, it usually goes Spotify, then Pandora, then iHeart. When you look at the music, I don't know. I think Sirius XM is the stronger brand of the two. I think that they rebrand Pandora. Okay, I'm going to do this real quick because (laughs) I'm going to just going to show you. All right, all right. We're looking up at up the App Store. Of what the top music is for apps. Let's show you that it is still one of the top um, sure. featured. Keywords, one of the. Yes. <laughs> top Live music. research happening right here. Music. Music. Okay. What is the top? <laughs> if I can even find a top. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how top, this is organized. Top three. Spotify. Followed by Pandora. Followed by Amazon. Yeah. Followed by YouTube. Yes. You're not wrong. I'm just saying... The disparity probably between one and two is probably ridiculous. Oh, no, it is. See, I have Spotify, Update, Pandora, Guest. (laughs) No one has it. Yes. Again, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like you're never going to be convinced, so... We'll just have to agree... I'm telling you that Pandora is as big... To disagree here. I tell you that Pandora name recognition is as big as Spotify, bigger than you think it is. That's why I don't see them actually getting rid of it. Regardless of what happens, there there will probably be changes, so we'll track that as it happens. Uh, But yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know what happens with that. Let's move on. Our last music story is a little frivolous one. Yes, but it's also one that's funny and one that's cute and one that is the biggest news to come that we could ever report on. Not not really. It's you. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. Uh, William Shatner. Yes, that William Shatner. Yeah, that William Shatner. He's doing a Christmas album. It'll be called Shatner Claus, colon, the Christmas album. Colon. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yes. he'll be singing your favorite Christmas songs and all their unorthodox pauses. Yep, his favorite way of singing. Yes. He won't be singing alone, though. He will be joined on almost every track by a guest. These guests include Henry Rollins, okay, Brad Paisley, Iggy Pop, Mel Collins. Mel Collins? Yep. Who's Mel Collins? Uh, cousin of Phil. Okay. <laughs> Billy Gibbons. The album will be released on October 26th and will be available on vinyl if you want it. Amazon. Yes. Uh, out, of, out of the 13 songs on that thing, he's only one song that he sings by himself. Alright. What is it? I forget what it was. It's, okay. not, it's not a famous Christmas song. Famous I know song. that. So <laughs> but yeah, yeah, every other song is a duet with someone else. So you're already and it's visited by It Shatner is fascinatingly Cross. hilarious. Yeah. Alright, that's it for music. Let's move on to 
Video games. All right. Um, why did I do that? Let's start off with new releases. We then. always do <laughs> new releases this week. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is out on Switch finally, so you'll switch players to yes. play Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Not only that, there's a new update out for everyone else, as well as new characters. If you like soccer, uh, FIFA 19 is out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Or don't get it because it's EA. Uh, like paper stuff. Life is Strange 2, the first episode hits this week. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yes, you can also buy the season pass for that as well. Forget every episode as it comes out. And Valkyria Chronicles 4, the fourth in the Valkyria Chronicles series, hits PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Those are your new releases. Then we roll right into the biggest video game story of the week, which is a super downer, but it's a huge deal. Alright, get your tissues. Alright, there's been another studio closure, but this one's a little more severe than we've seen so far this year. Telltale Games, the developer of, of course, The Walking Dead episodic series, as well as others, including Tales from Tales the Borderlands, the Batman uh, uh, the Among Us, Among Us. Uh, oh, uh, man. Game uh, of Thrones, Bone, uh, yeah, Game of Thrones, uh, they did Minecraft Story Mode, yep. It's just like, you name it, basically, every adventure game, mainstream adventure game that wasn't Life is Strange was probably Telltale, and we probably have enjoyed at least one of their series. And that's just what they've done recently. This yeah. studio goes back to, like, the early PlayStation 1. Yeah, they, they used to be involved in other things as well, but they kind of made their name uh, doing these modern adventures, uh, adventure games. Well, they uh, have fallen upon some financial issues uh, as of last year, which we already knew about, mm -hmm. but we didn't know the severity of it until this week when suddenly hundreds of employees on Friday morning were laid off, and we mean 225 plus employees. Uh, this was in advance, in advance of a planned closure of the studio which has not still been officially set uh, closed. They have canceled all their games uh, that were in progress, including the final season of The Walking Dead, which is currently on its second episode, which will be released next week. Yes, but they've not announced any future episodes. That thing is officially dead. Yeah. They've pulled it from all uh, gaming uh, ga gaming outlets, game yeah. store outlets. Yeah, uh, so only about 25 people are left, a skeleton crew, uh, people are, are, are supposedly uh, still sticking around to finish the Netflix uh, version of the Minecraft Story Mode, which was the next project that they were going to work on. Yes. Uh, speaking of Netflix, they are also contracted to work on the Stranger Things yes. story or Telltale Games. But that seems to be canceled. That is no, that is not ca that is canceled by Telltale. Yeah. But Netflix says that it will still be going forward with it with a new studio. Okay. They're they're shopping that around now. But uh, this, in case you're wondering, has not sat well with employees. A lot of employees uh, went to social media shortly after this happened to, one, explain uh, the situation they were in, which sounded pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. It sounded like everybody was invited to a meeting. Everybody apparently secretly had their Google accounts canceled during the meeting. And within 30 minutes, basically, were given 30 minutes to exit the building and were not given severance. Uh, they also kind of came out and talked about a lot of employees talked about the amount of crunch that they had to work, unpaid, mm -hmm. overtime, in a lot of situations. A lot of situations where they would be in crunch for a title, get out of it, and go right into, in the middle of another crunch for another project that they after. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds like uh, working conditions were awful at Telltale. It seemed like nobody has good things to say about the guy who ran it before and the guy who ran it during the uh, during the closure. Um, so, uh, so other studios took to social media and yes. offered their help to uh, Telltale employees. Uh, one in particular is Insomniac. Yes. One of our favorites uh, recently off of the Spider-Man release. Correct, yeah. And Ubisoft as well. Uh, yes. Ubisoft was even doing a thing um, uh, locally where they had a bunch of people out uh, for, for a lunch, a luncheon, basically. They were like, hey, come to this free luncheon if you were laid off and we'll, we'll network with you. We'll mm-hmm. figure out if there's a place for you here at Ubisoft. It was a really, really nice, um, really uh, uh, extension of uh, goodwill there of the part of the video game industry. But those who uh, weren't so uh, thrilled about their experience, um, some of them are uh, uh, going to uh, form a class action lawsuit. And this is where this thing gets interesting. Uh, Alleging that uh, Telltale violated labor laws by letting them go without cause and without providing them with advance written notice as required by the Warren Act. Now, I am familiar with the Warren Act. Are you familiar with the Warren Act? I know you're familiar with the Warren Act. Because I uh, lived it, man. So, yes. It is so, the Worker well, Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act. Yes. So, if you're a full-time employee, there's nowhere in your contract where it says that they can fire you for any reason. They have to give you notice. Right. They, uh, in fact... They being the company. Yes. In fact, it requires... That businesses with at least 100 full-time workers must notify employees 60 days in advance of any plant closing or mass layoffs. Rather than pay fines, a company must give affected employees back pay and benefits for each day of the violation. Which means that if this happened to Telltale, they would have to pay each employee salary and benefits for a full 60 days following Friday. So basically, every day from Friday mm-hmm. for 60 days, they would have to be paid for which would be quite a windfall uh, for the people who basically left without paying anything. Right. Um, so this is 100% legal in the state of California. This is this is California law uh, where the shutdown occurred. So they would be forced to do this if uh, they proved that this was how it went down, which it sounds like it did. And it's not that going to be that, that hard to prove because no. they, one, lived it, two, 200 people can cooperate said story. Yes, 100%. So... It's like it looks like uh, Telltale was in a position where they just didn't have the money, which brings into the other part of this. You don't have this here, but I want to talk about this Go part. Ahead. Um, kind of the other thing that came out of this is that there were um, some um, some scuttlebutt about pe- about Telltale finding some ancillary, like maybe contract workers, some other teams of people to finish the rest of the season of The Walking Dead. Uh, this was kind of discussed by, I guess, people that were kind of still around uh, after the layoffs happened. This, of course, got a lot of the former employees angry because, of course, they're wondering, if you have the money to pay these contract workers, Mm -hmm. why didn't you have the money to pay us our severance? Is basically the argument there. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a real, real crappy look on behalf of the people who are still at Telltale. And I really hope that that's not what ends up happening. It sounds like that that kind of quieted over the over the last day, but as of a day ago, that was the thing. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, the other kind of wrinkle here is that, hey, did you know that there are terrible people on the internet? Because terrible people on the internet keep being terrible, 
And one of the things that they what did... What else is new? A bunch of fans of the Walking Dead uh, games basically came out of the woodwork to do internet petitions about how they believe, quote, the Telltale team should finish the game, unquote, and they should do it for free because, quote, it should be for the love of the game, unquote. It's a business. You gotta get paid. That is disgusting. It's like, no, pay people for their work. Yep. Like, that is so gross. Beggars being choosers. I can't even believe, yeah. But, hey, what are you going to do? People or or cho- choosers choosing beggars? Yeah. Whatever. It's one of the two. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a big story with a lot of layers to it. Uh, we'll, of course, report on more if more happens. But, man, that sucks for the 250-plus people who lost their jobs this week. So, a heart go out to them. Hope they find their feet. Hope that other opportunities await them, wherever they may be. Uh, there's some talented people working in that telltale. I mean... Uh, also, I mean, this is the death of the studio. Uh, this is the death of a yep. very important studio. I mean, as we mentioned, Telltale made a lot of important uh, series. Uh, oh, no. They're arguably responsible for the renaissance of story-based adventure games. Mm-hmm. We uh, wouldn't have Life is Strange yep. without them. Uh, we wouldn't have... Um, you know what? We probably wouldn't even Mad- have The Last of Us without them. Because The Last of Us went so hard on story, I think, impartial, partially because of the success of that Walking Dead season. Probably. I mean, that Walking Dead season won Game of the Year awards the year it came out. That's how big of a deal that was at the time. It's hard to realize that now since there's been so many freaking Telltale games (laughs) at this point. They diluted their own market in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. But at the same time, it's like, they made an indelible impact on the industry as we know it. So, man, it's a complicated story with a lot of of things, a lot of nuance. So, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy story. Yeah, it, it joins uh, video game heaven with Atari <laughs> and Epidemic and uh, Respawn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Infinity, War. Still around. Infinity War, that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, well, they're still around, too. Well, no, they got uh, bought. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we'll see what happens with that. Montreal. Uh, uh, Capcom Montreal. Yeah, that, that happened last week. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on. Our next story is about Sony. This is probably in... in um, um, this is a threefold story, actually. Yeah, this is also kind of in competition for biggest story of the week. Kind of culmination of something we've been talking about here. Mm-hmm. They finally did it. They have recognized that there is a need for cross-platform play on the PlayStation platform. And they finally admitted that they're going to do it. Well, sort of. They have chosen select third-party games. A.K.A. Um, Fortnite. A.K.A. pretty much just Fortnite. Uh, for cross-platform play where people can play on the PlayStation 4, I guess, people on Xbox One and Switch and PC. So, this will only um, happen to select games, as mentioned. Fortnite is so far the only one. Uh, the open beta right now will allow uh, for players on Android, iOS, Switch, Xbox, Windows, Mac, everywhere uh, to play with each other. The beta is a test over the next two weeks to ensure cross-platform play is best on PlayStation from both a technical and social perspective. So now that is Sony's wording. Yes. I'll, put, I'll make that... is a very Sony yes. way of basically saying, oh, well, fine. We'll do it, but we're going to do it our way, which is we're going to see if this works for us for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we'll decide if we want to do this long-term. What they want to find out is, will people still play on PlayStation yeah. if 
they, I mean, uh, it'll get, see, people will either, one, pick up Fortnite now, and two, come to Fortnite because of it. Yeah, they're going to, if, if this, if they turn this switch on, essentially, Mm -hmm. and then later realize, oh, we had the least, uh, we had the lowest player numbers for Fortnite this week, then they'll probably turn it on. Right. Like, that's the kind of thing they're going to be looking at. And it sucks that they're in such a cynical position about it, but that's just the way Sony is. They've always been about closed platforms. I think the other one they do this for is Rocket League. So, it's funny that you say that. So, a reporter for Kotaku, um, their story this week, reached out to different companies of different multi-platform games. And one of them was the developer of Rocket League. According to them, they have not been approached by Sony for integrating theirs for cross-platform play yet. They say that that is something that Sony needs to come to them to offer because they can't do it themselves. Hmm. So yeah, it seems like Sony is being extremely selective so far with who they offer this to. So right now it's just Fortnite because Fortnite's the biggest game on Earth. You're right. Uh, But if that changes, then who knows? I think they may go to the even bigger one. Yeah. Blizzard and Overwatch. Yeah, that's but that is a that is like that's the behemoth. That's the crown right there. That is triple A title game. (laughs) Yeah. Can you integrate with that? And I don't know if they'll want to play nice with them because they are such a big studio in themselves. Whereas even Fortnite's big with the epic behind them. Right. Ah, well, we'll see. We'll be following that part. But that's not the only Sony story we got. What other story story do we have? Uh, well, there's a Sony story that we yeah, got? Yeah. Story Stony? Story Stony. What other Sony story is there? You know, it's a video game segment because we're losing the ability to speak. Yes. Um, so, who died? No one died. We have, well, no one died, but we do have a final confirmation. We've been talking about this happening for a few weeks now, but the PlayStation Vita looks like it finally, officially, has breathed its last breath. Uh, the Vita will cease production in Japan. There will be no more production for the Vita period um, They will pre- uh, after 2019. No current plans for a successor either, uh, according to some executives at Sony. Mm-hmm. So this looks like the end of an era for Sony. Uh, the, uh, uh, the handheld, handheld market, market just did not work out for them. They kind of got their lunch eaten by not only Nintendo, but also smartphones. Smartphones. Just uh, the rise of smartphones in 2007 yeah. basically killed, ca- killed any type of handheld because you don't need to carry both a phone and a gaming system. Well, more specifically, it killed the kind of handheld that Sony makes. Yeah. Nintendo has the benefit of the, three, the DS and the 3DS, 3DS being unique in the way that they present video games. Right. You cannot replicate a DS experience on a phone. You never will be able to no. because of the way that those games are designed. And that's what keeps those things alive. Also, the power of Nintendo IP. Mm-hmm. Sony didn't have that with the, with the PSP or the Vita. The, those were basically, oh, we're going to put out the same stuff that we already put out on our home consoles just in case you want to take them on the go. It was great for like indie games and stuff, but for everything else, that experience was subpar. I mean, it was great for their um, PSN. For like you said, indie games. Yeah, indie games. Uh, like, great. Yeah, crossplay was the thing that they were selling you on. That this little handheld device is as powerful to run a game on the PS4 as it is in your palm of your hand. But you know what was the final nail in the Vita's coffin? When they started canceling stuff. No, 
It was the Switch. The Switch. Think about it. Yeah. Now, the Switch is the thing that people put their indie games on if you want an indie, indie game handheld. So yeah. the Switch we, ate the, the rest of Vita's lunch. It was basically mm-hmm. the one thing that the Vita had, the Switch now does it, and it does it better. Well, yeah, because you can take those controllers off mm-hmm. and play like normal. Well, not only that, but yes, it's powerful yes. enough now to play pretty much any modern indie game. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it just does everything the Vita did better. Uh, uh, I have a hard time feeling bad for the last days of the Vita. I didn't own one. I played one once, I think. I, think I, I owned one. I did. I, yeah. I, the only thing I bought for that was Borderlands 2. Yeah. Was because it came with it. Right. And then <laughs> I basically, just because I could do it, yeah. um, bought all PS uh, Plus games because yep. they were free uh-huh. and downloaded what I could right. and what you I wanted. Said. Just what I wanted. A free it, just, library. Yep, a free library. And I still did that. Even when I stopped playing my Vita, I still did it. Just, just in case I Just because it's in my library. Yep. So I have all these games in my library that I can access technically. Yeah, you could. If I wanted to. If you wanted to. Um, the, I think the only thing I Oh, the other thing that killed the Vita is the memory card. Yeah. It was specifically designed memory card. You had to buy proprietary it, Sony stuff. Yes. You couldn't get a, a standard um, micro U, micro SD card to just yeah. get, stick in there. But yeah, that, yeah, that's one of the bad things about it. Yeah. But right. yeah, there, there's a lot of flaw designs, but we can put the uh, Vita to rest. Yep. So Vita, we hardly knew you. Let's move on. Vita uh, had a nice life. Our, uh, the, the last blip we have about Sony is a follow-up about their PlayStation Classic that we talked about last week. So last week we noted that there are uh, about five or six games officially announced. And we're right. wondering, why is that? Well, so, well, we don't necessarily know why is that, but we, we, one thing that we do know is that the 20 total games will uh, be slightly different in Japan than the international release. Which makes sense. This is exactly the same uh, case as the Nintendo Classic Consoles as well. The NES and the Super NES Classic Consoles also had a slightly different lineup in Japan. And, you know, that makes sense uh, due to just, one, that being their home country, and two, just the cult- culturally there's going to just be different games that, you know, ca- caught the, the zeitgeist more than they did here. So uh, we don't know what games well, specifically mm-hmm. those will be. We don't know what games will be different. We know that the five that are confirmed will be in both uh, uh, both uh, the uh, Japanese and international releases. But at least now we know that there will be some games that will not be available on the U.S. version. Well, not only that, but a lot of early Jap- Japanese games were region locked to Japan. That's true. Um, I know this isn't down there in the news, but one of the was a big example of that, that of a game being region locked is. Um, the Phoenix Wright games. I know it's not Sony. Right, but yes. But that's just a, a clear example because only now is it getting a region-free Phoenix Wright trilogy being released uh, that was announced. Right, yeah, yeah, We don't have that here, but yes, the uh, Phoenix Wright games, the original trilogy, are going to be uh, released for modern consoles, which is kind of crazy <laughs> to think about. I've only played one of those. I played the third. Okay. Uh, Trials and Tribulations. That's the only one I had. Oh. But they always seem interesting to me. You'd probably love those games. I probably would. Yeah. They're, they're, they're mystery. Fun. They're a little unforgiving, though, because it's basically if you get one thing wrong, you have to start the entire case over. Yeah. Which is a pain in the half. <laughs> so it's either a game that you, like, 
and can be really patient with or sit there with a guide. <laughs> like, it's just definitely uh, that kind of classic Japanese design where it's just like, all right, I could bang my head against this thing for a while. But they're fun, and they've got great writing, and it's good personality. So that'll be fun to revisit. All right, let's move yeah. on to our next story, which is about Amazon's game studios. Yeah, so Amazon has a game studio. They've had it for a while and haven't really done a whole lot with it. But now but we now... have a deeper look into its new MMO. Well, we have a peek behind the curtain. It's called New World, um, and hundreds of players will war over a newly discovered supernatural continent. They will build forts, set quests for other players, and battle over territory. It has started inviting players to an alpha test room, based on those who signed up on the game's website. Though it's just environments right now, there is a day-night cycle and supernatural creatures that appear from time to time, so it's an MMO. It's an MMO. It sounds like fantasy MMO, not necessarily World of Warcraft style, mm-hmm. but more Skyrim. It definitely sounds like an MMO of the, yeah, more like the Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Uh, it's still in alpha. They're going to be doing a lot more testing. Expect the thing to come out probably this time next year. If, if that. If that. It must take a long time. Yeah. But this is Amazon trying to um, spread its web of interactive stuff and going to games. All right. Our next uh, story is a follow-up, I guess, in a way, because we mentioned this thing last week. But not naming it by name. We didn't mention it by name, but we yeah we did we did mention it. We mentioned the PSVR and why can't it be something else in comparison? Yes. Yes. So almost as if our wishes were heard. VR Lady is back. VR Lady is back because the Oculus Quest is in the news. The Oculus Quest is the new name for the Oculus product that we knew previously as uh, Santa Cruz, I think it was code name. Oh yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, the Oculus Quest is going to be an all-in-one VR gaming system. That will launch in spring of 2019 for $399. It will offer six degrees of freedom and touch controllers. It will require no PC, no wires, and no external sensors to operate. There will be over 50 games lined up for launch with even more Oculus Rift games uh, like Robo Recall, The Climb, and Moss coming to the system. The 64 gigabyte headset has a 1600 by 1440 per eye resolution with built-in audio. Also coming is... Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series, which will debut when it launches by winter, with executive producer David S. Goyer. And that's when I turned off. <laughs> yeah, uh, involved. So, uh, yeah, we kind of talked briefly about this, but this is basically Oculus's answer to, yes. hey, if you don't want to spend thousands of dollars on a PC, well, here's a thing that's just one baked in, like, everything's baked in the headset, go at it. It's not going to be as quality as what you would get out of a PC with a proper graphics card. But considering that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, everything is built in resolution, it yes. will be probably a higher quality product than your Gear VR. Um, but it won't be quite to the point of an Oculus Rift. Right. So, um, see, think somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, previously we were talking about the Oculus Go being their Oculus Rift Lite right. version. That is the thing that basically is a phone. This is not that. This yes. is a little better. Yes, this is built in. Uh, the six the six axes is forward back side side up down uh, with the Oculus Rift you need actual like pinpoint sensors, stuff sensors yeah. no um, sensors here no sensors here you'll get the controllers that you normally would for an Oculus uh, so it's basically everything that a VR should be when you think of a VR headset yeah it sounds like it's uh, probably pretty close to a PSVR now is it priced right. Three ninety nine, I think, is good because 
it reminds me of a console price. Yes. And I think that that's good because that's, that means it's consumer level. That's it, it was basically like, do I get a PlayStation 4 Pro for my kid this Christmas, or do I get a Monoculus uh, Quest? I think that that's smart. I think pricing it in comparison to uh, a gaming console is the best price that they can present it. Right. Now, when Oculus Rift came out, it was like a seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. That is pricing is yourself outside. out of existence. Yes. This is they're getting close to an actual uh, price that people can afford for right. VR. So I think this might be important. I think that that it might be important, especially this holiday season, when it comes to people like well, maybe. VR is something that I want to experience, and now I can actually afford to do it. It'll be a lot of people's entry into VR. I think you're right. It is probably priced. This is yeah. unlike the, the PS the PSVR, which you have to have a PlayStation console. You have to have a PS Pro to run it, right? Uh, no, 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 no. I believe that you get slightly better resolution. I think with PlayStation Four Pro uh, attached. Yeah. And uh, you get, I believe, a pass-through for HDR, but I don't think it's required to have a pro. Okay. I think you can just get straight up PS4 and play PS4. But VR. yeah, so unlike that, where right. it's either you already have a PS4 and you're going to buy that peripheral, right. this is, this cheaper, is than cheaper than that. This yeah. is all-inclusive. This is for anyone who doesn't want to buy a console or doesn't already own a console. Yeah. And doesn't want to upgrade or can't or doesn't know how to upgrade their PC. Um, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, simplicity is something that's going to be appreciated by a lot of people out there that wanted to try VR and just haven't done it. And I think this is the way Oculus gets its name out there, too. Yeah, among so, yeah. I mean, um, outside of the geek, nerd, right. tech bubble. Right, exactly. This is, it's got to make the splash. I yeah. think you're right, it is priced right. This is, this holiday season is going to be a yeah. big year for the us. The Black Friday deals on this thing will be fascinating. Yes. Because if they, you get this thing down to, God, two fifty, can you imagine something like super cheap? Like, yeah, this thing's gonna fly off the shelves. Yeah. Oh, if it's at two fifty, I think yeah, people will pick it up instantly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But yeah, uh, that, 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 that's probably at one fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't see. Yeah, that. I don't know. I, mean, I, that probably, I was just pulled up, I pulled a number out of my. Well, because well, that's what PlayStation's usually run for yeah, on holiday like, season. Maybe three fifty. Maybe three fifty. 350, even 300. Yeah, even at 300, it's going to be a tight good. All right, that will do it for uh, the uh, video game segment. And that means that'll do it for. Well, actually, before we continue, I guess we can really briefly say what video games we've played. We play more Spider Man. So, yes, we play more (laughs) Spider Man. Do you want to talk more about Spider Man? Ah, no. We continued playing it. You finished it. I finished it. I beat it. I 100%ed it. I planned it. I got the super secret costume. Yeah. Um, that's good. not list, listed. Um, I'm still going through that though. I have to do one last quest, and then hopefully they'll um, unleash um, PlayStation, not PlayStation Plus, New Game Plus. Yeah. Uh, onto that thing. Uh, but uh, since I did beat it, I'm gonna go back into God of War and finish that New Game Plus because I still think that's a better tight story than mm-hmm. um, Spider Man. But we'll talk about that. At the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, but we'll say Malibu. we still like Spider-Man. It's still a good game. We're still yes. playing it. So yeah, yes. uh, go pick up Spider-Man if you haven't. Yes, um, and um, other, than that, other than that, I got back into playing Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Okay. For the sole reason um, that um, uh, this at TGS uh, Tokyo Game Show, mm-hmm. 
uh, this past week. They said that if you're playing Union Cross, you can not only play the PlayStation, uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 mini games that will come out. Uh, you know, uh, the little, like, um, well, what are they called? The little handheld stuff that they previously yeah. uh, had the trailer for? Yeah. Those will be available to play on the on the on the app Union Cross, and if you play that, you'll unlock uh, extra Keyblade. Okay. So me there being the fandom that is directly pointed at, yep. decided that okay, yeah, sure, I'll get back into that game. I haven't played it in about a year and a half. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So I'm going to go right into that thing, and that will get us right into the next thing, which is. Plug it away. Yep, that'll do it for the Media Boat Podcast, so you know what that means. All right, Sounds where can you find us at? Wrap up. All right, so Media Boat Podcast happens every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time, uh, and you can catch it every week on YouTube. Every week. If you uh, subscribe to your YouTube channel, you can get notifications every time we go live. Um, you can also... Uh, find a, uh, find us on social media, in case you're one of those people. You can uh, join us on Twitter, at MediaBoatCast. You can see us on Facebook. If you search MediaBoatPodcast, you'll find our page. Like our page and comment there. You can find us on Twitch.tv when we stream video games. That's Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat on yes. there. You can find us on the webs on our website where our writing is at mediaboatpodcast.com. And you can find us on Patreon, where you can donate to us. You can donate as little as a dollar a month to make us even better than we already are and get exclusive content that we haven't even thought about yet. We just need your help. Uh, I think that will do it. Oh yeah, and we also have our audio version of our podcast if you're more of an audio person. Uh, that's on any podcast service you subscribe to or you have on your phone or your iPod. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. If you haven't had one yet, we could use one. All right, that'll do it on me for the Media Boat Podcast. We will see you guys next week. We'll be back for another episode. Yep, we'll be back with another episode. I'll have my official thoughts on Manifest. Um, I'll probably um, have... Thoughts on full thoughts on Maniac when I finish that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, new TV. Um, I'm gonna check out some new stuff. I'll check out the first episode of Million Little Things. Tell you how much that thing sucks. <laughs> uh, I did end up watching the first episode of the last season of Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, uh, tomorrow is a uh, season premiere of uh, The Good Place. Season yes, three. we'll have thoughts on that. Yep. Uh, we'll have thoughts on all NBC comedies. That new show by Amy Poehler, um, worst, my worst life, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, all that. All um, that and hockey, more. All that and hockey will be starting. Football is still continuing, and we're gonna have a lot more stuff for you next week. New news is new. New, new, new. We'll be back next week for more new. All right. Thank you all for listening. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>